0: as Alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to Light Hearted Dad, episode 12
1: Alhamdulillah
0: Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah It's it's been um, quick to get to 12, this quick
1: Alhamdulillah, I think there's been a lot of different topics that we've discussed Um a lot of different issues, and like even today, we're thinking, you know, what can we kind of talk about? Uh, what kind of things um, we could cover?
0: It's it's weird that we don't actually plan our discussion. We literally get onto the mic and just go with the flow. Yeah. Um. I think we've got like so many hot topics to talk about, and we're leaving them to bring specialists in. And I think last week, when we spoke about domestic violence, we should have really thought deep into it and i think we went a bit wild with our opinions and another few times you tried to like stop us go off and stuff like that which was quite interesting uh, because i was reflecting afterwards and i was thinking damn there's so many things that i should have said i could have said and i shouldn't have said doesn't make sense
1: yeah.
0: because uh at the end of the day there's no point being ignorant and make your own opinion facts when it's not yeah. and a lot of people go through so many different stuff you know um I was just discussing a couple of things with a friend and um they were like yeah I don't think it's it's, it's a subject that's best left with to specialists yeah um so it was it was it was crazy um but you know what uh, interesting to see yours and Tarek's opinion on it and different sorts because um you know we've all faced it we've all seen it. We've all come across it, and it's this interesting to um, just hear about different opinions.
1: Yeah, no, it's always good to get different takes on things, um, see what people think, and sometimes that shapes your opinion as well. Uh-huh. I know on a lot of things, even in in life beyond the topic of discussion, sometimes you hold a viewpoint, and until you hear an opposing view or you hear a kind of a different um, perspective, you don't always change your auto. It doesn't make you think um so yeah the session i think was useful to hear different viewpoints um get different understandings i think mean, that's the session as well in itself you know a lot of the times we discuss things it is very much off the cuff you know we don't really we haven't planned um and maybe that's good because it keeps it a bit flowing and natural and in uh, that conversation but uh you know even you know you have a specific viewpoints i have a few points a lot of times we're opposing and Sometimes it's useful to hear because sometimes we don't really get a chance to hear other people's perspectives or, or, and like I said, you may be a voice for other people who hold similar views and vice versa as well. So it's good to kind of bounce ideas and hear from each other.
0: Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So today um, we actually didn't come with a topic. We didn't come up with anything. Uh, we just, um, just before we start, we're usually like, oh, let's talk about this, blah, 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 or whatever. It's interesting. Or we come across something during the week and we just bring it up. Um, so I, I, I think we have a very good opportunity for us to really, um, think about something that we both specialize in maybe mm. investments and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and how we can, like for now, what to do, um, how to budget, how to think about the future. Um, and then yeah, let's let's stop.
1: No, yeah, it's a good point you mentioned about money, um, because one of the first things uh, um, that kind of go through people's mind, maybe fathers, maybe even more so than mothers, is uh, when you know you're expecting a child or you're planning for a child, um, is money. You know, mm. you know, because a child has a has a cost, um, and are you in a financial viable position for children and all of those things? And so that's that's become a thought. And I don't know if that was ever a thought for you before, mm. before your son was born. Did you ever think about that? Um, or do you know of people who actually have thought about that?
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's put it in uh, scenarios. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have this poor man. Yeah. So we can all relate to all these three different types of people. Poor man wants to have a kid or wants to save or wants to come out of debt. Yeah, we've got a middleman who's not in debt, but just about can have a kid, wants the kid or whatever, etc. And then you've got a third man who's can do all of that. Do you know oh. what I mean? He's got no financial burden, uh, no issue with space and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I've come across people all different stages. And um, you, Alhamdulillah, you see the one who's who hasn't got money, it's the one that says allah provides subhanallah and the one that has the most money usually says there's not enough space and the one in the middle is i don't have an opinion to be i, I don't i don't know um mm. i can't think of anything but i've noticed that two spectrums of the one who doesn't have much says allah provides and you know um i'll I'll tell you this uh, amazing story um a brother once told me um he, him and his wife live on their own and um, they didn't have enough money. So the brother borrowed money from his brother to get married. And after he got married, basically his brother just gave him a pass, didn't even bother asking him to give the money back. Alhamdulillah, kick started his life. Um, the boy, the brother had a kid and alhamdulillah. Some he was in a desperate situation. His wife was upset. I think, saying, how are we gonna afford this? Do you know? But okay, it's just one. We can deal with it. Alhamdulillah, when the boy was born, everyone supported them. Do you get it? They got family support, the mother's side, the father's side. And Alhamdulillah got the it got, you know, people closer and stuff like that. The second one came, they were already in financial struggles. And uh Alhamdulillah, just before the second one was born, uh He got a business out of nowhere. Created a business. Do you get it? Alhamdulillah. And and then the third one was born. Um, More money and investment came his way. And he was saying like, it's funny because he was saying it to the other ones that I don't have nothing. Mm. And I've got kids. And Allah's giving me opportunities. And you're thinking about space. He goes, I've got one bedroom and I'm sharing with my kids together. And I'm happy. All kids are like, they don't, you know, they're so tight. The whole family's tight and stuff like that. And, you know, that's the only issue is space. Mm. But they don't see it as an issue. Whereas the other one was like, whoa, you know what I mean? I couldn't live like that. It would make me go mad, blah, blah, blah.
1: I think a lot of it is, there's a few points that pop into my head straight away. Um, one is around tawakkul and risk um, and another one is about uh, mindset mm. yeah. so <coughs> so when we talk about like uh, you know Allah provide and all of those things so you talk about like kind of tawakkul uh, and understanding you know risk is something that's pinned it's already assigned um by Allah that what will come your way will come your way but nevertheless, you're meant to put the effort. You're supposed to do your part, you do your part, and whatever will come will come. And so you're not to necessarily worry in that sense and get so stressed over money. Because some people can get very, very stressed over it. And sometimes, you know, you just need to do your effort, and do your utmost, and the rest and leave it to Allah. Then you leave it to Allah. And um, so you have that mindset. At the same time, just to kind of play the opposite side. I don't like saying the devil's advocate because I just hate that word yeah you know, same. Uh, just playing the opposite side it's like saying red devils yeah. i
0: just why would you support red
1: devils exactly. i have no idea why you could wear a shaitan on your chest man i don't, I don't know, know how people do it
0: i don't know yeah. so and even like saying like oh come on you devils uh, yes
1: well, thought, oh.
0: yeah anyway shocking yeah. anyway
1: um so coming back to the topic <laughs> are <clears throat> gonna lose oh. a few subscribers now <laughs> yeah you can see it going down <laughs> um, yeah so you know it's just playing the other side um is people say okay that's just not real you're not being you're not doing justice to your child you should be you know for example they need space each child mm. needs space for growth uh, each child needs you know you should be financially stable you shouldn't be just you know, struggling and getting by and all of those things um or not have a job and and whatnot so you know you have the argument which is on the other side. That it's important that you do do that, um, and every time I come across that, it's one of those things. Is, um, oh my God, there's so many points. i was thinking there's also an issue about family planning. So you could effectively do some family planning in order to ensure you're in a better position than to have children. But then, you know, like I said, the same thing with the risk is if you're going to have a child, you're going to have a child. Allah has written it for you. So then when it comes, is not to worry about money. That links back to. What was mentioned is it, it's the Quran and hadith, I can't remember now, um, where, you know, during the time of Quraysh, they used to bury the daughters alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they would kill basically the child. And the, the reason of that was fear of poverty. When they used to have daughters, it used to be the fear of poverty. And so um, around that was don't kill your children, don't bury them alive out of fear of poverty. You know, not to kill your, you know, buried daughters out of fear of poverty, or to, to kill your child. So the same thing about the whole issue around abortion and what do people do it? They do it because what? A fina- lot of the times it's around financial kind of reasons they can't afford to be other whatever it is. But again, gonna lot, you know, those things aren't Unpermissible because out of fear of something, and because every child, Their risk is already ordained and written for them, and it's true without a doubt. Every time a child comes, risk comes from somewhere. Each child has its risk. Mm. Allah will never just forsake a child, so it, it is amazing. Sometimes you may even be struggling in that situation. There's many brothers who then lose jobs and something suddenly out of nowhere, it is comes. It helps provide for the child, allowing them to be looked after uh, through that process. So um, I'm just saying that you know you tend to get those kind of different perspectives, um, and so you know I know some people will say you no, know, you need to plan, you need to have to make sure everything's uh, there. Others will have you know um, reliance on Allah, and I do say here feel that is, is that thing that you do need to have reliance. So, you know, there's different perspectives. So you've got the perspective where, again, um, you should plan properly and, and then have children, um, and that's kind of linked with family planning. The other one is a um, bit of tawakkul. So sometimes you can go to really extreme, you know, both sides. And you find that the middle one is that put, the, put your effort in and don't worry. And that's what it is. I think a lot of the time parents worry, maybe over-worry, how I'm going to deal with this and all of those things. Allah always provides, like I said, risk is something that is pinned to each child and Allah provides. And and I've seen that on numerous occasions. You know, I know I've had multiple children. Sometimes a child's come thinking, okay, right, wow. It might be, you know, you know, how are we gonna manage? But then you know, we always remember the risk again comes from Allah. Because like I said, sometimes, you know, you may do all the planning in the world. But what's written for you is gonna happen. So a child will come. You could you Yeah, know, I totally,
0: that. totally agree with you there. I I as I was saying the brother who hasn't got a lot Subhanallah Like he's so ha- happy to get it And he keeps he keeps reminding me Saying "Uh, You know what man Like kids I've never had to suffer Like financially Alhamdulillah Um, And uh, you know He's left that to Allah But obviously he does his bit Yeah To get it He's not one to say Okay I'm not going to do nothing Leave off the government And stuff like that No he's providing for them to get it and he somehow manages to um eat provi- um provide them with clothes provide them with a, a roof and all of that alhamdulillah you know it's amazing to see and for me that's inspirational and for me like I, i'm more moving towards the middle and the end if that makes sense where do i need to have like five six kids uh, I, if i was younger maybe get it i would have i didn't start early did i i yeah. started quite late right so for me it's um like you know inshallah if allah wills then i can get out uh, of two or three um that's enough um but but because i'm thinking by the time i'm 60 or 70 inshallah um then the kids will come out now they'll probably be in the mid-20s it'd be it'd be like about dysfunctional in terms of like me um mm. relating to the kids and i see it that this how kids in our generation in our in our society and in the on the streets are the parents the age gap is massive
1: i think age gap is has a has a, has a factor but i think within our generation the culture played a big fa- factor as well With parents not necessarily being born and raised here um, and that paid a massive thing so when you're a granddad <clears throat> or of that age um, Then You know At least you'll have An understanding of society But nevertheless they, It would have developed In a certain way Where There'll be The natural There'll be elements Of disconnect
0: mm-hmm.
1: like My kids come home And they ask me I always say to my kids you know, If you hear any words At school things like that Come and tell me You know, And so they're open In that sense So some words May be explicit Some may not be And At least what happens Is it curbs curiosity Yeah So they come home With some words I'm like God No idea what that means I have to go to Urban Dictionary To find out Okay, um, and so you know, there's something called Urban Dictionary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. in there, you can put most of these new words that pop out. So, I use it, and I'm like, oh, okay, right, okay, that's not a word we want to use, but I give the explanation this is what he's saying. So, you've heard it obviously because in school, my god, man, some of these kids have got some dirty mouths, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just some it's just shocking what they oh, they pick it up you out
0: from older brothers, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, older just sisters, just shocked, and right? they the, these mm. are parents, you know, uh, it's so normal. Mm.
1: But it's true, there'll be some sort of, maybe it can be some element of disconnect, you know. And that's one of the things that actually pushed me in terms of when I had my kids. They were quite one after another. And, um, and like I said, I always wanted a big family. Alhamdulillah, that's there. Now it's just like, okay, Alhamdulillah, you know, we, we have the number that we do have. Um, we don't plan on more, but, you know, Allah, whatever is written will, will happen. So, you know, in that sense, you know, you, know, um, you can never... Um, say yep that's it i have finished because Allah may have a different plan for you and but you know um, the kids are there and it's one of those things are was they you know, generally they're close in the age obviously from the oldest to the youngest there's a big gap Is a what 10 year gap I think yeah between the oldest and the youngest but um, yeah yeah 10 year gap so but uh, but in between them like from the first one to the second one to the you know, there's mm, like, like yeah. two years one year whatever it is g- gap in between so um like I said By the time I get to 70 I'll probably be a great granddad um, Alhamdulillah Inshallah um, You know that like happens that, that if, if I live that long And if kids mm. have kids At what normal ages that They usually tend to have children All of those things are written But you know That's veering a bit off topic um, But The thing about Yeah like I said Family And family planning That's one of the things is You can plan as much as you want But remember at the end of the day Not to get disheartened Because Allah will always um, Kind of plan Allah has written for you and then not to worry about the, and I always say not to worry about it you know you do your best and you provide the best but the another thing I find is everyone's living standard is a bit different mm. so some people need to live a more comfortable life and so their threshold is always higher some people are more settled with less Um, but the one thing you're right like that brother said like you said that other brother had um, three children and I've seen it which is that risk has been for the child yeah. Don't look, it. look.
0: We, we have to see it from the other spectrum, right? Um, I completely understand that the brother left, like he had tawakul, and he had, you know, he he seen, seen the benefit. Not everyone does, mm. unfortunately. And it's it's amazing. Um, I, I'll just remind me about Rukia. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll 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 bring it up. Um, but I understand where the other spectrum of I need to buy a house. Oh, I need to be financially stable. I see that side. I understand it. You get it? It's, there's no, there's no, um, I, I'm not going to shut it down and say you're wrong or you're right mm. or whatever. I see it. because not everyone, like, you know, some people, they've been brought up with, like, you know, everyone, they've been brought up with having a room on of their own. Mm. Do you get it? They used to that stuff. They used to like big house and then have a big family or fa- uh, family early without being able to provide for them. It's a bit difficult for them. Um, Some people live their life in compact space and they just had enough. They don't want to live the whole life in that state. Mm. And I I think I'm a bit like that. I just like space. Does it make sense? Mm. Um, But not to say that, you know, I'm extreme. I'm not on that extreme end. Um, So I I understand when people say, you know, I I, I would like to um, have some space or, you know, like, live within my means or like just have security and stuff like that. Um,
1: just to cut you in before we move on, because one of the things I, I've, I've just noticed and it's just helped me adjust. A lot of times what we do is we project. Mm. Yeah. So you look at your life and I look at my life and I think, well, if I can do it, you can do it. You know? yeah. That kind of mindset comes in. But along the way, you know, one of the things I've seen and understood is that's not always the case. Because remember, each of us is built different. And our ability and our tolerance levels are different, um, and so we can't have the same expectations on the same on the people. We're not robots. We're not duplicates. Otherwise, you know, Allah would have made us in the same, you know, exactly the same. We'll all be uniform in our, in our thinking and all of those things. You know, so and then um, the issue that you have and the way I, you understand it is not everybody has been brought up in in a different way. Everybody's baseline is different. That's why I look at it as. Now, naturally, for example, imagine you know you've grown up in a council house, overcrowded, low income—all of those things, yeah. So your baseline is whatever was provided for you. That's mm. your bottom line, yeah. So anything you, you get more than that is always going to be seen as luxury, comfort, and all of the things, things you desire, desirable, so, yeah. But you know, my baseline is—we can live like that. I live like that, yeah. For somebody else, based, they may come from a more middle-class family, for example. They may have, like I said, had a house, had their own room, had a bit more or maybe a different kind of education level as well. So for them, their baseline is that. So they could, people kind of growing up there generally, I'm, I'm generalizing, couldn't or find it difficult to adjust to the baseline of the other person. And so we have to understand that, that everybody's kind of baseline is different. The way I've always got my head around it more is like, you know, when I think about it to my kids, you know, and I, I talked to them, I said, God, you know, like, you know, children these days, they've got everything, isn't it? Yeah. I think about YouTube. Just just think about the concept of YouTube when we were children. Never, ex- obviously, didn't exist, isn't it? Yeah. You can just click on and watch endless streams of things, yeah? And then you're talking about, like, Netflix, on-demand programs, bin- w- binge-watching, and then you're talking about all of those things. And then you hear kids having everything, you know, PlayStation games, or whatever, whatever, and then them still saying they're bored, yeah? And if you were to relate it to your life and think, hang hey, on, we had, like, four channels unless you were one of those families that actually had satellite yeah but you know, then it's it,
0: it, yeah? we can't be that harsh on kids so.
1: yeah so that my point being is that we can't this is a lot of times it's easy we might compare and think oh look we were right we got by we didn't do this we did that that that, that. you have to understand that our baseline was that was that we had four channels uh you had you know okay. all of those things yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. kids today they've grown up and their baseline the, their world is that the bare minimum is you have youtube you have this you have that you have that So for them, you know, it's the next step up of things that they need to keep them, you know, that becomes luxury. So as I said, we can't judge. And there was a statement um, that everybody attributes to... I
0: reckon our baseline is far more vast than theirs.
1: Because the lower you have, you know, the lower your baseline was, um, generally, you know, it's a thought of mine, the lower you've had it, that means, uh, you you know, maybe you can appreciate other things more no, no, I no! Know. I don't
0: mean that. What I mean is, we had four channels, but the world was our oyster.
1: Yeah, I was saying to my kids actually, I they said, have. I said the nineties were the best time.
0: They <laughs> have, um, the world. In a controlled space. Do you get it? Like they they can have the world, but within our remit, with what we can see, or you know, um, on an iPad or. They Don't actually go see because that's why we never had to watch TV. Ah, brother, even to today, I don't watch that much TV. Do you
1: get me? Even if you want to, even if you were going to watch TV, yeah, for kids growing up, there was always just time slots of TV. Mm. Think about it if it's after school, there was a slot for yeah. a couple of hours, and then the weekend in the mornings, the rest of the time was just other stuff,
0: exactly. And you had yeah. no control
1: over it. Like, we're going to do okay, I'm gonna watch TV, we're going to sit down and watch some. I don't know uh, some weird program or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, so it's nothing that interesting in that sense. So it was controlled, and even then, there was a whole argument about oh, it's too much TV for kids, and and you know, it's, it's stopping them from going outside and whatnot. But you know, I, I understand. I, I said, saying, I would say the kids, I said, '90s were the best.' Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm talking about even like if you talk about programs that were on, yeah, they were much better than what you see today. You know, mm-hmm. looking back. Um. And even like I said, you could do more things. is more enjoyable and all of those kind of things. But that was the last end of the generation before the technology revolution kind of took over. And then now it's just made these guys into zombies. And Okay, so kids.
0: do you think investment has, or money has impacted all this?
1: It has, because now what happens when the parent thinks about having kids, they're thinking about all of these costs. Mm. But then you're also thinking about entertainment. You're thinking about toys. You're thinking about... Think about it, even when I've grown up, man. Like it's endless. Our like, toys are endless, like it's just mm. it's crazy. Um, I know as a kid, I used to watch the Toys R Us advert and just dream thinking, Oh, God. yeah, I loved how that <laughs> yeah. um, because the Toys R Us, I still remember his little cartoon and used to go through the mm. aisles or whatever or the Toys R Us. I think, Oh, I'd love to get locked inside of Toys R Us, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and now, you've th- like <laughs> our our parents or the this, this new generation of parents are like, Oh, you want that? Okay, I'll get it.
1: It's too easy, and sometimes yeah. you know that in itself creating element of entitlement because listen i want this and i get it i want this and i get it um but that's all factoring into the money cost you're thinking okay a child costs this much food nappies accessories uh you know then you're talking about you know entertainment toys and all of those things and as they keep on growing you think okay the demand gets more and more you know ties into the case nowadays you know the other day I put a post out, but you know, it was just the thing about smartphones. You yeah.
0: Know. yeah. We we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. We need to definitely bring it into our conversation. So back to the money um mm. and the scenarios. Yeah. Um, so you're saying pretty much all these free people is down to baseline, being like or expectations or their
1: I say it's two. One is the individual's baseline. So they're growing up, they understand what the baseline is. So they always want to make sure they have at least Minimum is that baseline, but a lot of the time it isn't the case because even for a person who grew up in a lower baseline, they want a better life than they had, isn't it? They want a better life for their children than they had. Is that a mistake? Yeah. And so because of that, it drives them to say, okay, right, then that means I need to make sure if I have a child, I need to be in a two-bedroom house. If I have one child, if I have have two children, to be in a three-bedroom house, especially, and so on and so on and so on. So then that drives them. Okay, I need to have X amount of money. I need to do all of those things before you can have children. Now that can be because sometimes there's, there's two ways. One is you you have a baseline, so you're comfortable with it, and you're okay raising your kids like that. The other one is you you're raised like that, and you want more. And so that's why what can happen is if you had a generally, um, say, middle class, you might want more. So then it costs a lot more now. Now mm. it's going to be even more to raise children and to and to worry about that. But my advice has always been that, not to worry about it. You know, it's, it's hard to say, but not to worry because as I said the risk is pinned to the child yeah you do your best i'm not saying just sit back and it's going to fall from the heavens you do your utmost you do your best but not to stress out over it because allah will and that that's what that's, what, that's the element of tawakkul when you talk about getting your camel tying your camel so doing your part and then put tawakkul in allah you know and if the camel's now gone after the rope snapped it was written and if it's still there it was written so same kind of thing which is whatever will happen to it your child and all of the financial means Is written already So you do your part And then whatever comes Will come And I think The more we can shift To that mentality And it can, it's hard but The more we shift to that The more we get away from this Irrespective of our baselines Irrespective If you're living In an overcrowded house On low income Or whether you've got A nice house you know, Five bedrooms Ten bedrooms Whatever it is you know, you know, okay. we're, we're, Both ends of the spectrum It doesn't matter You can Remember Because it's all about Being kind of At peace Happy And Money isn't the source of happiness
0: Okay, so let me chuck scenarios at you, yeah I haven't got money So you're telling me just have kids It's reliance on Allah
1: Okay, when you mean I don't have money What does that mean? Okay,
0: like I have money, money But obviously um, You have a job I have a
1: job Yeah, so if you've got a job And you're looking at, and, you're, and you're able to live you may not be. I can. No, I'm talking about even if it's hand to mouth. Yeah. Meaning money comes in, money's gone out. I can't save. I'm not doing any extras. Whatever it is. If you're in that situation, yeah. And now, obviously, with children, it's the desire to also want children as well, isn't it? But sometimes it comes with that one having the desire because can Allah plans. But if you want to have children, then in that situation, don't. I would say, don't fear about the money. That would be just my general. advice I would say, don't fear. Now, I know people have a different perspective on this, and I'm not saying I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Mm. But uh, what I would say in this situation, don't fear because what you can do is you're working, you're doing your bit, yeah, and you keep on striving, um, you know, um, to do your best. And Allah will provide in that yeah, sense. Yeah.
0: To be also, um, very very frank, the in this society, um, and this, this under this government, it's actually a lot easier. Government does give you some benefits and yeah,
1: there's money that you get. That, you get a child that, benefit and you get yeah, a few other cr- tax credits, credits and stuff like that. that. Yeah.
0: So you know there is some like help from there. So, um, I, I guess it's different. Like if you lived in Bangladesh, it's a lot cheaper to live out there. Um, and then whatnot. I don't know how it is in US. Mm-hmm. US must be a bit difficult. Um, but I I, I get I get the idea of like um. Like the Western mentality coming, like kind of being pushed into our society. And, you know, everyone pretty much wants to have one or two kids now. And I always had this fear here. Uh, This is, I always had this. uh, um, I always said I want four kids. And then... um, uh, Two boys, two girls, yeah? yeah, No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. I actually want girls. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I just think like girls are... Um, they have more love for the father, and they look after <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like forget look after. I just love for the father. I just I just look at my nieces, and I think I like my nieces over my nephews, just naturally.
1: Are they listening, nephews? Hey, they, they can <laughs>
0: listen. I don't I don't I don't really care about how they feel. But my nieces, honestly, I just absolutely love them. Like I just got that sensitive side to them. Anyway, a sensitive um, um, what do you call it? Biasness towards them. But anyway, back to the point. Um, what was I saying?
1: You were talking about you always wanted four children. Four body.
0: children, exactly. Um, I always said, like, if one of them, unfortunately, died, I have three more. If one of them turned out bad, I've got three more. Um, if one of them, like, happens to something happened that I had to disown or whatever, etc. blah, 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 I've got three more. If I have one and any of those fear factors kick in, and I still always think like,
1: yeah, do you know what I mean. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard something like that.
0: <laughs> no, I, I know, I know it's bizarre, but I I think about stuff like that. Do you get it? I think like if one of them just, for example, um, uh, they they can't have kids. For example, do you know what I mean? If that one kid can't have kids,
1: They have no grandchildren.
0: No grandchildren. I I I I I, I never thought that. That's new. Just coming to my head. Do you get it? Because that's that's actually a realistic problem in our society today. Brothers unable to have kids. It's a a real problem. And that's mainly because of loads of other uh, factors. But Mm -hmm. we can discuss that on another day. But um, yeah, so it's just one of those things. Do you get it? Like I'm like thinking. Yeah,
1: I I I think I would say to you is trying to think of those things. I know what it is. Um, There's all thoughts coming. Everybody's got a reason for a model number or a model family. Everybody has that. Yeah. Mm. So some people have two and it's perfect because why? One, one boy, one girl is perfect. It's all done. I've got one of each. Others just want one child. Others were, you know, want lots of children. Other ones, like I said, one want four, but two girls, two boys. Whatever the reasons are, everybody's got, a, a, you know, something has led them to that perspective um, to have on what the ideal family is. Your reasonings, I would say, don't worry so much. Mm. But yeah, it's, not, it's not something
0: that I, I, I <laughs> dread on. But like I can that. see why always, in
1: your mind It comes okay If something goes wrong Yeah I got three more But
0: you know um, I think Having like extra freeze Is a safe number <laughs> <laughs> And I always liked four Number four I don't know uh, All my t-shirts Or I was the fourth child um, I, you know, I always liked number four I don't know why So it was just one of those things But Now Subhanallah like, As I get educated More and more <laughs> I, I, I think like What's realistic Right now Um having 2 or 3 is realistic for me um in terms of space in terms of money in terms of like future uh khalas, and where i am in life mm. because i have to be very uh realistic um if i'm like in my mid 40s and i'm having kids right um by the time i'm i'll be 65 there'll be 20 I think this, like, you never think like that because there's a massive gap, you know. I could be his dada, granddad, do you get me? And he's he's actually my kid. Um, And there's a massive, like, you know, in in the last 20 years, what's changed for us versus how it's going to be for them, Mm. which is going to get worse, you know. Um, I, I just fear, like, I just need to be, I need to stay strong. I need to be a like you know I need to be healthy at that age, mm. uh, and top uh, like like peak at my peak to be able to manage a twenty year old at that time. So therefore, it's it's not worth it. It's not it's not. Let's not bring someone else in and only mm. to, you know, not be a sadaka for me, rather a burden for me.
1: Yeah. No, as I said, there's so many different reasons. You know, you've mentioned your reasons. Um, everybody's gonna have their own different reasons. And I think the key thing is There's not, there's not right and wrong mm. Everybody can have a want Yeah, yeah, of course And everybody has a plan but always And I always say this Remember Allah also plans Yeah I had so many plans, bro And, I, I, you know I wanted a large family But I never had in my mind I was going to have six children
0: How many bedrooms do you have?
1: Well, we're, we're overcrowded Okay <laughs> So in that sense We are overcrowded But, um, no.
0: And how how is, like Do you get social help? Like in that sense where, you know like, are you looking to move out? Obviously, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you're on the list. Um, I'm, but the thing is, um, the houses in London or entire hamlets, it, it, for six kids, you you and your wife, like ideally seven bedroom is the best uh, scenario or eight, where you can have an office and. But the thing is, entire hamlets that this doesn't exist, right? Um, even moving down to four or even three, where all the boys all the girls and you and your wife and maybe the new the the youngest in your room or whatever yeah, we're
1: currently in a three bed so it's it's, in that it's sense but the thing is
0: like we lived like that we had six mm. siblings and a uh, mum and dad in a three bedroom do you get it yeah, yeah it's like um so I it's crowded but it's not crowded
1: it's the thing of look right is space obviously will help as kids grow up you need space you need movement. Know and you know, with more children, there's also good like there's clothing, there's other things you need know, to make space mm. for and stuff. So, yeah, it is, you know. And I have to realize that, yes, um, like I said, I never had the idea of six children, but Allah planned for six children. But I knew I wanted not a large family now, large can be you know, here or there, you know, in terms of number wise. You got four boys, got four boys, two girls, okay, yeah. So, well, I think it worked out. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah, my point being is, you know. Allah plans. Yeah, you know, Allah's plan, and obviously now I do my best I possibly can. We're looking, waiting, and see, inshallah, you know, what, what is the best situation. Um, but that's what I've always said that you know, you'll have a plan, but Allah has a plan, and I know that with personally for me, you know, I had an idea, maybe not specific like you've got four. I never actually had that number like this is the number I want. Allah planned for the six. You no, know, what can I do? You know, you know, if Allah gives you a child, He gives you a child. Mm. You know, you know, um, no matter how much planning you do. Allah will give you a child. He'll give you a child. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's why I said not to in terms to worry about that. The thing I want to kind of move on to was um, discussion around two other points. In because we're talking about money, so one is okay, right? For everybody, irrespective of their, their their baseline, is obviously they want to invest in their future. Yeah. So one is to be self sustaining and all of those kind of things, and also to kind of provide for the future of their children. Mm-hmm. yeah so then this comes around the whole topic about what can they do and how can they prepare and, and give try to give the best future because uh, you know you go up kids grow up there's obviously forget the kids costs but you're talking about giving them the best start in life as well so mm-hmm. things like uh, you know that okay they want to go to university university they're going to rack up how much debt Tw- now yeah? it's 27,000 yeah so there you go so you know you're looking at that and that's on you know, what on a, a three-year degree I'm guessing mm-hmm. yeah anybody does anything more than that then obviously the costs are higher so you're thinking okay right All of those kind of things that come into play Then, you know, kids starting off life In debt, for example Um, So that's one side And the other side is also about um, And we'll touch into that afterwards Is about, like, children Getting them also to be money-wise Because Unfortunately, the society we're living Is all about credit and borrowing Credit and borrowing And it's just racking up more and more debt And we're just seeing so many people just getting stuck They're enslaved to basically the banks um, And money And they're not free from that um, And so again Educating children Because you know, like I said Once they hit 18 They can get a credit card Credit mm-hmm. card is you not know, It's free money And mm-hmm. they're just so enticing To people Free money And when you don't have Extra money You think okay yeah No problem And then that's it You're stuck in You get stuck A loop You get stuck So we'll touch about that But you know Just because you've come You come from you kind of investment, kind of banking And yeah. that kind of background Should to pick your brains About okay what can parents do then If, they, if they've if got that thought about Okay I want to Invest in the future Whether it's for your own self um, mm. the Family or, or for the children specifically You know What, what would your, your advice What can they do
0: Okay So On that topic You know that article that came out who's was the most important To The parents In their life Oh yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. And um Let's reflect on that and relate it to this question. Okay. First and foremost, now parents, and I see it every day, they're so fixated with their kids. The kids are, be- are becoming masters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They lead or they dictate which way the parents are going to get it. And it's, them, it's, it's, it's not the kids' fault we are giving them that power and you might not be um what do you call it uh, familiar with this but i am where the kids that parents and um have literally given up everything to make sure that these kids have the best education uh even if they can't afford it or they can afford it but the best of education um you know all the top gadgets um you know being able to like sacrifice morning to night, making sure that they do everything for these kids. Um, whatever the kid wants in terms of material, they just give it. Um, you know, and these kids are growing up being spoilt to get it. they mm. they're, they're, They come to a point where they're like, I want this, I want that, I want this. And the parents are just giving in. Now, when we take control of ourselves, yeah, and we make sure that, me and my wife are the most important uh people in our family that's when you can start planning that's when you can start uh thinking about kids future kids now the uh, yeah can you the future and um you know even be sustainable right um one of the things that um I've personally done, in the last year or so, um, previously, I didn't think about this because I I, I was free from it. Um, it was just look after my family. Um, and Alhamdulillah, I was in a place where um, I had more than what I need. Mm. So it was more in the likes of like, blow it, enjoy it, eat, travel, um, buy things, blah, 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 etc. But now that I've got a son, in the last year, I've become driven to a next level. Does not make sense? And this is this relates to all um, spectrums of if you're financially stable or not stable, right? Invest today, small amount, on established companies such as Amazon, Apple samsung anything along those lines put 20 pound or 10 pound whatever money like people give kids money right just put it in a in a company it'll go up and down up and down these companies will give you what dividends every year you'll get shares or you'll get money you know you reinvest it by the time these kids are 18 like 10 years ago if you invested in amazon yeah. Even one share, you'd be three thousand pound up. One share. So imagine you did ten. You're 30000 f- thirty thousand up. Think about it like that. Now, alhamdulillah, like this is exactly what I've done with my son's money.
1: Just with that thing, just to clarify, you mean by investors, does that mean you just buy a share and just leave it? Yeah. Or is it like you regularly keep putting money in?
0: Or you can regularly put money in. Every single like, you know, like I'll give you an example, yeah. Um, my son has a certain amount. It was my account. I said to my wife, um, you know, by the time he's 18 or 17 or 16, whenever we give the, his money back to him, um, it'd be devalued, like obviously inflation and stuff like that. She goes, oh, what's that? So I explained it to her. And then she goes, oh, okay. I said, you know, let's invest it. You get it? Because at, at least that way, his money will either be the same amount that it should be. So if it goes up by a grand, Inflation will actually Like Cut it out And stuff like that Or he might have An increase Whatever etc And then she goes Okay cool We did that Alhamdulillah It's just left I don't even look at it I don't even bother But I know which What to invest in And you know For people who don't know What to invest in Look around you There are so many Companies that are renowned That's not going to go bankrupt In the next 10 years In fact They'll probably Blow up even more Do you know what I mean? We're not at the stage of where Nokia once existed and we never thought Nokia Mm -hmm. was going to go downhill and stuff like that. These ones won't. Do you know Samsung and... um, What's the other one?
1: Apple.
0: Uh, Apple. There's there's another one. Amazon?
1: No, no, no. The phone.
0: No, no, the phone. Phone. The Chinese one.
1: Huawei. Huawei, Yeah, that's a very
0: good one to invest in. Do you get it? And, you know, like cars and EVs and stuff like that. Like, you know... Um, electric vehicles, batteries.
1: You know the guy, uh, what's his name, Elon Musk, sold all the shares recently. Yeah?
0: yeah, yeah, that's what kind of plummeted all the bitcoins and stuff like that. Uh, recently, well, he he is, he is, he is a is a different animal. Um, but anyway, like, look, just do that. That's one of the things you could do. Um, for for yourself, I, you know what, like this lockdown has opened people's minds, and there's so many businesses out there, you know. Um. And it's also made you realise there's a lot of things that you probably have in your house that you don't actually need. Like, if it's not an investment, don't buy it. Like, I know brothers who've bought watches, Rolexes and uh, all, all all other sorts. Uh, Alhamdulillah, they're smart, man. You know well, they I'm, bought
1: it as like an investment. They bought it. And like as, gold. As
0: yeah, man. They bought... They're buying watches. I'm like thinking... Raw, you've only got one arm And I remember My younger brother telling me once um, I had a, a Tag on my hand And He had a £10 watch And he goes What's the difference between mine and yours? I go, huh? Mine was a tag uh, You know, I just Not out of pride or anything I am just saying He goes, what's the difference? You get me? I'm like singing, mine was a tag And he goes to me It um, says, says the same thing, isn't It says 10.30 A mine says 10.30 and that kind of I know what people will say, people will say, like, bruv, there's a difference in value in it. Like you could sell yours for more or less or whatever, and he, he would never get re- resale value, whatever, etc. it is. But it kind of changed my perspectives. I said, like, you know what? That's true. So now I don't actually own any watches except for smartwatches. That's the only that's the only uh nafs that desire I have is smartwatches. Anytime it comes and I'll get, I'll get the new one. But I won't ever, I won't no, ever get...
1: old green tea or something. <laughs> Some wooden watch. Yeah, I like the wooden look. That's what yeah,
0: so I would never get like, like, you know. But if you have that sort of money, go into buying something that's unique, limited, and they will only go up in value. But you need to know your stuff. Don't go and buy anything. I'm not a financial advisor. But on that on that side, don't go like look into it, invest in it. Um there's 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 so many things like you know um like small businesses and one of the things that I would say is sisters <coughs> sisters get involved. Sisters need to get involved with this business stuff. Does not make sense? Like because they're they're so creative. Mm. And um you know Alibaba or all these other companies, AliExpress, honestly there's so many brilliant ideas that they can get in, like, you know they know the market they know what's very popular if you have space in your house get a huge chunk in remarket it in your own branding so you're
1: talking about like uh, wholesale products yeah repackage yeah. it and push it out
0: a lot of people are doing that and making a lot of money i'll, I'll give you a funny idea yeah you know the light box mm. So okay. basically, you've got a box, yeah, and um it lights, okay, yeah, and then you basically have hole in the uh, a, a massive hole at the front and a hole on the top, you can take the top off, but the front is like obviously you can see it, you can put burger, watches, anything, and you take a picture, and literally at the background is white, and it looks mad, it looks really fascinating, it looks like something's floating, oh. Okay. Did you get it? And it's like literally two, three pound. Or if you get bulk, it's like 60p, 70p. You get a thousand of those or even 10,000 of those. Yeah. Guess how much he sells in Amazon? How much? 15 pound. I just don't have the time or I just don't have like um, the space. Mm. Do you know? that? <laughs> like Allah forbids, I don't want to be jobless. But if I was... And literally, and I had some money, I would just buy stuff like that and wholesale it. Like my own branding and stuff like that. And you spend money in marketing. Another thing that, um, like investment wise, I strongly recommend brothers and sisters to do. And um, it's really educate yourself. Islamically, especially. A lot of people don't invest in the akira for the do You get it? And what he helps is, uh, I've noticed that the more I invest or the more I give for this dunya, sorry for for the akhirah for um, I I noticed that Allah helps me in this dunya. Mm. To get it, the more I spend money on education, in Islamically, Alhamdulillah, I've noticed that um, I'm not sure in that sense. To mm. get it, um, the. I'll, I'll tell you this funny story. No, no, maybe I, maybe I should. I, I wouldn't go, go personal yeah. or deep into that. Okay. But yeah, okay. Um, so that's that. Um,
1: so your main kind of thing is, is uh, if you wanna, if you're a parent, you wanna kind of, invest in your children's future, whatever it is, then, you basically savings don't cut it.
0: Yeah, basically, you're saying savings do not cut it. No. You save that money by the time, you know, 2% of inflation um, every year. By the time you know it, it's just that that 20,000 is no longer 20,000. By the time after 20 years, that probably has gone down to about the real value of the money is about 15,000. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, um, possibly less. I'm just doing a quick maths here. But um, yeah, it's not worth it. Just invest it. But don't be stupid.
1: Safe investments
0: safe investments and stuff that, for example, um, one of the things that I strongly recommend people to do is only time you save money or only time you have money in your bank, yeah, only time you should have money in your bank is for your burial cost. That's the only money you should have. And you should always find out what the burial cost is um, Like the current market Yeah And then you Top it up oh. Other than that You should not have Any money in the bank account Yeah Obviously you Budget You pay for your bills Your food Anything extra Invest
1: Interesting you mentioned that Because You know uh, My father You know He dealt with the Household affairs You know All of those kind of things so um, obviously, when he passed, it was a big shock to the system. So he passed what? I'll come next year between yeah yeah tw- next next July. with um twenty years. Yeah. So wow, time flies. Um, but in that time, when he when he did pass, um, again it was a big shock. You know, Mum didn't know what to do. All of those things. that okay, right? Let's go get buried. You know, at that time my brother just kind of finished uni. We were all still young. You know. I just done my GCSEs and, and my sister, I think, was in college. <clears throat> so it's not like anybody working or income or those things. So, um but interestingly enough, like he used to have his little cabinet where he used to have all his papers and stuff. And, you know, after, you know, I we was thinking, okay, how are you gonna cover his burial costs or those things? When he opened it up, there's like an envelope and there's money in there and then it's written it's for his funeral. And so, you know, he had already planned beforehand, knowing that he will die. And he kept the money and that's what helped us, you know, otherwise where you going to afford the funeral costs from? Um, and you know, you have to get borrow money in order to do those kind of things. So yeah, it was just uh, you mentioned the point about borrow, just reminded me of that. Yeah, how this is.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, 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 that's the only time, bro. I just think that we should have money in our account, and other than that, um, just diversifying uh, your portfolio and not just shares and stock and stuff like that. But you know, um, you know, you educating yourself. It's an, it's an investment, like, because it's an investment for the children for the future. Mm. And what happens is these kids pick up your etiquettes, your, you know, your knowledge. And that saves you from, it's, it's, it's a mad point, actually. If your kids pick up good habits from you today, mm. yeah, later on, you don't have to pay or like use money. To fix the problem,
1: because they'll be doing the same.
0: Not they'll be doing the same. It's more in the lines of. They'll be financially independent. No, not financially independent. They'll be more. Um, what do you call it? They'll be knowledgeable. The they, be mindset would be like yours. Does okay. it make sense? Like for example, um, if my son grows up and sees my lifestyles in my twenties, yeah, he will learn nothing. He'll be a spoiled brat with the top clothing and, you know, everything. I'll just give it. I'll just chuck it at him. Now he will see, you know what? I don't actually remember that many buying him many toys. I felt so guilty the other day that I bought him a toy. That I, I don't remember the last time I bought him a toy. It was out of guilt. I just said, you know what? I don't actually buy. I, I was buying gifts for someone else's kid. And then I was like, oh, my God, I don't actually buy nothing for my son. And I actually bought something for him. For him, I felt so bad. But I realized, that alhamdulillah, he has so much already. Because we've, we've got so many kids in our family and we don't need to buy toys. And my, my, my house is the main house. Everyone mm. leaves their toys in my house. And he just goes and just... And he goes around saying, mine, mine. Okay. And, and we were like thinking, if he really knows whose toys that is. But, you know, it's, it's just crazy. But I was fortunate in that sense. But I want my son to grow up Knowing that, I don't want him to know that I've, I'm doing investments for him already to get it. I just want him to think that he's got nothing. But I'm actually say making sure that we're going back 20 years, no, 30 years. 30 years ago, if you had a degree, you'd be a everyone. Because having a degree was a luxury. Yeah. Do you get it? In 20 years time now, yeah, having a degree will be a luxury. I tell you why because they're making degrees and even going to university is extremely hard only the rich can go so Mm. if my kid was to go to university in 10 or 20 20 years time then he would be one of those unique kids that's able to go to universities because by the time you know it it'd be about 30 30 to 40 grand per student and And in order for my son to be, to have the dean and the academic side of, you know, um, educated, he needs to go uni. Unless he has some raw talent that we picked up from young age and he doesn't need to go uni. After A-levels, he just starts his business and he blows up Mm. to get it. So it is important for people to think about um, sending my kids To universities And saving up for that
1: I'm kind of moving on To that last point That I wanted to kind of Also address Because we've talked about Some bits And you know, so we talked about Investments And you know um, Inshallah you know Those who've listened Have found Some of those tips Beneficial And they can look into it um, The other one is about Kind of Educating your children Around money Because you know Obviously you know This whole System set up With interest reba credit you know free money as it's kind of painted as just to tie you in to enslave you yeah and your whole life you're working to pay this off mm-hmm. and and that's it that's your life you're you're you're, you're working to live and yeah. not living you know, meaning uh you're living to work so is what i was going to say that's what's happening not the other way around ways uh, that you work to live um where you're here you become you're, you're, your life is all about work um so it becomes really important That we are able to teach our children You know About, about money uh. And um, I know And I've written about this before And briefly Like okay How do you educate young children About money And and um, What I've said is You know From a young age You need to give them Some access to money Yeah And then for them to also Start to understand The value of it Yeah Because it becomes An important point So there's a couple of things One was like uh, uh, we Did is like There's like a money pot or you know like you know like a piggy banking you know, as they call it uh. you know. and um <clears throat> they're resolved and we we'll, you know what we've done is as they have grown up is we could give them money as like an allowance or you could give money and, and and I I'm an advocate of this which is that you know they should learn the value of working and earning. Yeah. So what would happen is we say, okay right there's chores to be done. Yeah. Um so we allocate say so, okay if you do these chores, set chores that you need to do then um every every day you do these chores, every week you do these chores, then you get some money for Yeah, so it's like almost like a set tasks, so it's like a work. Yeah. So you do that and then that's it, that's how you get the chore money. When they get the chore money, then they'll all split it. So the pot will have three segments. So one is um um spend. Yeah. Another one is save, mm. or you could call it invest, whichever way you look at it. Mm. Uh, and, and the third one is um give. So the idea of it is the spend money is pots there, so anything that they they want to get, you know, they can they can spend it on mm-hmm. get a suite or a toy, whatever it is. And after they accumulate some money, they can use that. Yeah. The other one about the the save was there's two elements. One is uh, the reason of saving is because the, maybe there is something they want to get that's quite big, so they can save and for that, or you know, you could switch it for invest now if they, if you've got some money now. Why don't you like I said yeah, invest yeah. in some of these shares that you're talking about. The last one was the give. So, they understand from the money that they get, they earned, they're spending it, they're saving it, and then they're giving it. And what happens is you collect that money at the end together and you give it to a charity. Yeah. yeah. So, then they're getting used to the habit of, of also giving sadaqah because it's really important. It's yeah. an important skill. So, we've always raised that. Now, some p- parents have mentioned, okay, right, but chores should be something that they should just do part of the house. You shouldn't get paid for, incentivized, mm. and all of those things. Um, and it just makes it fun, doesn't it? Yeah, but what he does is, you you you. Tell, there's there's things that need to be done around the house. There's bread and butter stuff. Mm. So when I say I say for example, um, uh, what do you call it? You uh, need to you need to do your bed. You Need to wash your dishes. You need to do, so these are the basic chores. So no one's expecting. Oh, kid becomes entitled. Or I need to be paid to, watch, to fix my bed. But then there's ones that are a bit more that uh, we we refer to. So these are like the bit more like say for example, hoovering. Yeah, yeah, and so other elements of those kind of things that are a bit more, you know, you could be cleaning the windows every week, you know, you know, you know, because there's handprints everywhere, you know, and all of those kind of things. They're a bit more, so we we, we separate out of the, the understanding. So these are chores that you'll do and you get paid for. The rest of the stuff is expected as you get older and older, more and more expectations you're going to do because it's part of the house, you know, you're going to make your bed in the morning, you know, mom's not going to make it. Yeah, you're going to fold your clothes away and put that away, you're not going to expect that. You're gonna after you have dinner, you're gonna wash your dishes and you're gonna put them away. In a basic expectation, obviously the younger ones have less expectation as they get older. You know the fools in the same brackets. Yeah. So that's what we've done, and and that was a way of introducing the concept of money, physical money. And then the concept of ability that when they do, then work, they earn money, they can spend, they can save, they can give, mm. and. It becomes just for a sharing. There is an article on here on on my website that goes into a similar concept we're talking about in a bit more depth. But that becomes an important thing that we start from as young as possible. Um, And at the same time, it's about also, you know, trying to make them understand that they spend within their means. Yeah. So imagine they want something. Could you have the money for it? No. Okay, then you have to save the money. If you kept on saying, okay, fine, I'll chip in. I'll give you a bit and I'll meet you 50-50. You're almost introducing the concept of credit. Uh-huh. Or Abu, or, or can you just uh, Top me up 20 quid And then next few months Let's not pay You don't uh-huh. have to pay me my chores What that happens is That's credit isn't it uh-huh. what, what is this credit It's overdraft It's like oh I get the money I know when I get the money back And and so you try to avoid that And so you're always maintaining That okay this is um, You know money that they have actual money they have So they get into the habit And understanding that Look we don't go into credit Because I think it becomes An important point that children do need You know uh, More support Around financial management And understanding All of this Because this is an important Life skill Because when you go Into the real world did you, Were you ever taught About financial management I don't know I, I wasn't for example As a child Taught about no. Those kind of things So you go into the world And you're kind of Finding your own way And I sometimes was, I, look, Make a mistake
0: uh, um, I was fortunate enough Where my dad used to Give me Was it 50p Or uh, Something like that Every week And you know and um 20p 50p whatever you know every week and obviously that's a lot man back in those days it was a lot and alhamdulillah I was always able to save uh by the time you know it it's like a couple hundred pound I go to the bank and I drop it in I was like yeah man man's rich mm-hmm. uh but I was and 1p 2p even till today I still collect my loose change even till today to get it it's always been a habit of me and uh and I've always been able to uh, manage even though the extras like you know in my 20s forget 20s prior to 20s you know I was a young kid I was able to save a lot of money up to age of 20 21 20, 23, you know clear you know my family mortgage and all of that stuff I was just like man like I was able to pay for weddings and stuff like that and you know I was just able to save naturally um, and then it, I don't know man. But it, it, I think Exactly what you said Helped So I, I wasn't Taught this I just had it in me mm. If that makes sense um, Also when I went to university I learned about Money Financial diversification Financial markets And all that stuff Etc um, That's when Obviously My different Mindset Growth Was Worldwide Not micro it became macro Do you get it um so alhamdulillah so I, I i could totally agree with you on those points and it's, it's interesting and we need to like you know make sure people understand this like you know spend save and give three very important things that um we don't actually teach our kids so for the future like i said education isn't it it is if we educate ourselves in those points and learn about it and know how, like involve fathers. Right? The fathers who come into these courses that you give and you represent, you know, you showcase. Um, it's, it's an investment for the future, no? Mm-hmm. But people do not want to educate themselves,
1: it's true. I think that's one of the things people don't realize sometimes. Education is investment because mm. I think no, I know I want to spend something and not realize but actually you're going in, it becomes a massive investment for you. You're learning about something. It's an investment for you and your children because it changes the way you do things. It changes many things. Or well, like I said, even if it's education about financial awareness, that would change no. the whole way you operate. No. So sometimes we don't put the value in learning Um yeah. and see that as an investment. It definitely is. Although, you know, I think there's a lot of different points we discussed, you know, around money, you can talk about so many different things you didn't realize. Yeah. Um, But hopefully, you know, you know, you guys found this uh, beneficial and useful, talking about investments, talking about family planning, and and should money. we just
0: quickly mention how uh, being in debt or riba mm. causes so much distress? Uh, and I, I, you know, I was oh. telling you about Rukia earlier. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's interesting. Someone um mentioned. Uh, to me the other day, only last week weekend actually, I went to Rukia Center, um, and then I met with a brother, and um, he would just give me statistics, and he was saying majority of the people that have issues are people who do not pray, majority. You're on the other hand asking Allah, help me. On the other hand, you don't pray. So it's very important for families to invest in this particular area. If you don't know about Islam, learn about Islam. If you don't know how to, what's the fiqh of uh, salah and stuff like the purification of the heart, invest in these areas, courses, because it really helps. And that will help, your your knowledge will help your kids in the future you get it? Mm-hmm. Then you're asking Allah to help you and you don't do the basics. It, it doesn't go. It doesn't work, man. And now the important thing, you might pray. Oh, I pray, man. My answers don't get answered. My dua, dua does not get answered. Uh, and then you go back and you go, okay, deep into the pe- person's personal stuff. You notice that they have financial difficulties. They have credit card interest. They have a mortgage. And a lot of families are unfortunately breaking, ish, having issues because of um, inheritance. I just wanted mm. to mention that. Yeah. And um, so on the other hand, you've got like like mortgages and stuff like that. And then you declared war with Allah. And I, you know, I, 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 Allah... Hopefully, and I really hope that I stick to my principle that I don't fall into riba in that, um, like going to mortgage to that extent. Um, but I, I don't know my situation. Do you get it? And you know, I've always been scared. The minute I was able to pay for my mum and dad's house, uh, as soon as I got a job, I saved up, and I, the first thing I did was pay for my parents' um, house. And I said to, I called my dad, and I said. You can die now without me, without any worries. Wallahi, straight away, he said, you paid my mortgage off, didn't you? I said, yeah. He knew because he was my dad's biggest worry. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. I, I told my mom, but obviously my mom. I just told her blatantly, your oh, mortgage is cleared. She's like, oh, alhamdulillah, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it was just that fear. Do you get it? So it, it's just around that, you have to understand. Like those that have mortgages, obviously I'm not, this is not a director that you or any sort, because every situation is different. But, you know, as fast as you can, clear it. Um, and think about that, like, let that be your drive. You know, a lot of people I know that are going for interest-only mortgages and stuff like that and um, benefiting, like, £1,200 and their interest payment is £400 and £800, they're living off that to get it. And, you know, at the end of it, they're like, oh, the house price... Um, it's more than what I bought it. I've actually made a profit. But all these years, he was paying interest, and you know, on the all this stuff, like it's like it's crazy how people's mindset works just to have an advantage, and to have an advantage over the next person or be bigger than the person next to them. I've got a house. I've got this. I've got that. I, I know people who's got four houses, all interest related, no repayment, and uh, they bought it for two hundred thousand, um, and. By the twenty-five years, they have to give two hundred thousand, but the house is going to be worth around five hundred thousand. So they've actually made hundred thousand profit because oh no, if they sell it, they pay off the two hundred thousand. They made three hundred thousand profit. Do you get it? And they oh, everyone's doing it. Like a lot of people are just buying interest-only houses. Do you get it? But not not just to have the advantage in the next twenty-five years. I've got the advantage. You get it? I'm I'm a millionaire. Subhanallah man. It is yeah, well, it,
1: it, thing, it, I think that is another important point, which is about money being the driving factor. Mm. Um and, and, and this whole materialism and dunya. And and I think that's, that's an important point that why we want to live, mm. we shouldn't lose our akhirah through the it, process. It,
0: another thing that I, I just wanna quickly share is and it's very important that Brother Ibrahim obviously from uh, Ikhwar, mm. uh he told me he was um, which was very interesting. He said, You know, um, I said to him, You know, why why couldn't I just mortgage a house and then pay it off and then say to Allah, Allah, forgive me when I'm older, 65, go to Hajj and this and that, etc. He goes, yeah, yeah, Allah forgives everything by all means, you know what I mean? But there's a th- terminology called ghil. I didn't know about it. It's a mark. In your heart, you have to answer to it. So if someone ever wrongs you, you forgive them, but you still have to answer to why you did it. Do you get it? Why? Mm-hmm. What was the thinking behind it? It's like it's like me saying, yeah, you know, I'm I've, I've drunk, and ah, uh, you know, I don't wanna, I, I don't do it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Uh, how's this person who drinks, who fornicated, who did all of that, and I've done nothing. I've always been good All my life Did nothing Whatever etc And we're the same Does it make sense? It was just that One of those things where Obviously Allah forgives Allah, You know you, you, But there's a questioning In that same 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 thing Right uh, He was saying to me How like um, I, Even though Your intent You bought a house You done a mortgage You declared And later on You ask forgiveness How do you know Allah will forgive you? Okay, you done hard, you you're supposed to believe that Allah will forgive you, but you still have to answer to why you did it in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, I just thought like I just put that in there.
1: Yeah, uh, no, like, there's a mentality we should never have that I'll do whatever I like and then when I get older, you know, you know, we'll clear the we'll clear the debt. Yeah. You know, almost that kind of concept, which is that okay, and, and that's not really um acceptable. It's not really the way we should basically doing things at all. Um, like I said, who guarantee you're going to live to that age? Who's guarantee that you know um, your 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 repentance was sincere? Allah gives you and all of those kind of things. So there's a massive risk you don't want to put yourself in. And like I said, with the river stuff, it's you know it's made clear. Allah declares war. Allah and his messenger declared war on the one who engages within uh, with the river. So it's a dangerous thing. And unfortunately, living here, the whole in the capitalist world, especially in the Western world, it's all geared around river. And we should basically not be consumed by it. And that's why we look at our materialism and think, okay, do I really need the mortgage? Do I really need the house? You know, all of those questions come into play. Um, And, you know, most of the time, from what I see anyway, the answer is you don't really, I mean, there's alternative ways of living where you don't have to engage within the interest. Mm. Um, It may not make you more comfortable. It may not be all of those things, but, really what is it and most of this stuff uh, river was all designed to trap you get you stuck into the rat race you live your life paying off you your debt and then you get to your retirement yeah fine I've got a house of my own And then you die and then you give that as in, that becomes inheritance which gets fought on by the, your children and then causes family breakups and then the house is gone because they're going to sell it off and then take and not a only that, of it each,
0: you know, the government gets a big chunk they of it. Get,
1: they get inheritance tax and all of those things. So you're thinking, okay, really, you know, is is that really worth it? What's it, what's it for, you know? So a lot of the times you've got to think, okay, when we talk about investment. You talked about it's true. We need to be thinking about investment in our akhirah. A lot of that is we look at like Uthman radiallahu and you know, Allah gave him wealth, and he gave so much in the way of Allah. Allah gave him more wealth so he can continue to give. There's many examples like that where people kept on giving. Allah gave more so they can keep on giving so don't ever feel like by giving i'm losing wealth Alhamdulillah. yeah you invest you're actually investing in your akhira number one and number two where it matters the most and number two is allah will provide allah always just always provides and i've seen that every occasion allah just you know you're struggling you're difficult but you continue still giving your sadaqa allah provides so
0: what a way to finish alhamdulillah
1: Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair. um it's been an interesting episode um so uh, again, same thing as always. Please do drop your comments uh, down below um in regards to the topic, um and don't forget to subscribe, like, share, comment, and don't forget to also subscribe to our patron, and we can continue to where you can support us to enable us to continue to keep on making podcasts. Uh, inshallah, you know, hopefully next week or next uh, a podcast we should hopefully we'll be having a trying to get another guest on the show. Inshallah. Yeah. Um and and discussing some of the topics we've got shelved at the moment to bring in the experts to really discuss them inshallah. So stay tuned inshallah. Um jazak al-khair. Uh, we will leave you there. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.